Off the ball. Somebody says this is bizarre radio. Ice cream on a pancake. Tuna. <laughs> He's brought shame to the whole town, village where he lives. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Fresh in the door from Sunny Marbs, uh, Kathy McNamee. Good morning to you. How are you? Morning, guys. Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, a bit tired, but hopefully make it through this <laughs> and then just crawl into bed. A bit... Left Marbella at 2 a.m. So, oh, yeah. right. Jesus. Yeah. What time it's was the been, flight? It's been a long few hours. <laughs> what time was the flight? Oh, great. Dodgy internet in some some she... unknown part of the You're back? You're back, Kathleen? I'm back. I can hear you guys. Great. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, what time was the flight? Uh, the flight was at five to six. Oh my god! Right. So these are first world problems. Over. These are honestly yeah. first world problems. Like she's a young journalist jetting off Spain to watch the team she loves. You know she's not complaining. I have to agree with Johnny on that. To be fair, All it right. was uh, tiresome at the time, but pretty good. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, nil all draw. Underwhelming from uh, playing style. Certainly seems to have been the uh, commentary afterwards. You um, recorded Koi Gig. It's available for download now in the OTB football feed. What was the consensus from the experts on Koi Gig? Um, I think much the same as what you guys were saying this morning. I think maybe what we took away a little bit more was that this was an opportunity to see the new girls in action and also see some of the people who are maybe still trying to prove their point about why they should get on the plane. So we all know that, you know, Katie and Denise are definitely going. But what about your Abby Larkins or what about, say, someone like Eva Mannion, who we hadn't seen in an Irish context before? And this is actually yesterday was the most amount of minutes she played since she did her ACL in February. So considering the performance she put in, it was quite impressive. Um, But yeah, I think the main consensus was it was good to see those players get a run out. But also we still haven't solved our problem of how do we get goals um, especially our midfield was pretty much non-existent, as was our front players. Funny enough, Emma Byrne always calls for Katie McCabe to play higher up the pitch. She did yesterday, and she was non-existent at times, which is not something you say about her normally. Um, Were they so, yeah, bypassing the midfield, Kathleen, or, or is it more that the midfielders just didn't have the confidence to get on the ball? Or wh- why was why when you say non-existent, why non-existent? Um, so it was either that they were doing long balls up from the back, which is something that we have done for ages. And we were like, I actually was vaguely impressed that we weren't doing it as much yesterday as we normally did. And Vera did say to me that it's something she had been working on. But it was also just China were pressing us so hard in midfield that there was just no opportunity for the likes of Denise to get on any sort of balls. Um, and also it's just this weird system that Vera likes to play with five at the back and then Heather Payne is that lone player up front which makes no sense like I love Heather Payne I think she's a great player I think she deserves to go Australia but she's not a proven goal scorer like I think she makes so much more sense on the wings and doing those runs like most of the time if you look at the Irish heat maps and the players who have worked the most during a game she's only second to Denise O'Sullivan. So she's a great worker on the pitch, but she's just not, like she had some chances yesterday and she just fluffed them completely. Um, the other part about this is that like ultimately it doesn't really matter. These are, these are friendlies in the build-up to the World Cup. 
try and make sure that you find some new players make sure your key players don't get injured but are in some something approach, uh, approximating form and the two games against America are going to be an opportunity for us to have a backs to the wall preparation for our games against Canada and Australia yeah I, yeah, cause I was listening to you guys saying it didn't really matter earlier and I kind of disagree in that okay yes in the grand scheme of we're not going to remember this match in like five years time probably even in two years time in terms of the score but in terms of working out where this squad is right now and like who's the starting 11 who are the players that are going to make it who are the ones that aren't I do think it was important and um, I have an interview coming out with Vera later today which you can get across off the ball um, on all the social channels but I, she was talking about the reason why she picked like a Germany and a China to play and why she wanted to play France and why she wanted to have you know, an African opponent and she is very carefully mapped out this route to the World Cup and she's very carefully mapped out exactly what she wants the players to learn from each team. And I think in we don't have a lot of depth in our squad. We have a good enough starting eleven, but we don't have a lot of depth. And that's why it's exciting to see players like Eva Manu coming in because I think she does give us that. And days like yesterday you could tell quite quickly the players that were rising to the occasion and the ones who weren't and the ones who maybe have to be a little bit worried and have to prove something over the next couple of months. So I think from that perspective, it is important. It's really important in the short term, but in the longer term, not so much, I suppose. Yeah, I guess 100%. It's clearly important for Vera and for the players. It's like the league, uh, the Allianz Football League doesn't matter, but it's really important to the individual players and the team. And so I, I buy that. Um, I guess I'm, I'm making the point that like, if, if Katie McCabe isn't playing well or if Denise Sullivan isn't playing well, that's probably because they're not that tuned in or excited about the fact that this is a game with nobody watching and, um, you know, they, they're grand. I don't expect them to do... Uh, 10 out of 10 performance in those matches but also if you look at like their attitudes in general like they are the sort of players who give 100% okay they might not maybe do the crunching sort of tackles but also like they were like Katie yesterday looked frustrated she looked annoyed on the pitch and I don't know if it's a combination of not getting the ball she wanted or if it's like the club stuff coming into it as well so like you also as much as KD is definitely on the plane you also don't want your captain and your main player coming off the pitch frustrated no matter if it's a friendly or a world cup game or whatever it might be is that the end of the experiment of her playing further so when you said she played further was she playing um on the left of the three in midfield or where was she playing uh yeah so she was on the left up so it was like heather payne and then it was kind of Katie and denise um, on the two different sides but like she was really really struggling with it like there was a couple of times where she was just running over to the right side just to try and get involved in play um, and getting quite annoyed the, I, the referee was quite bad as well and she was getting quite a lot of heavy hits and I don't think he I think he went in his pocket once for a yellow card but that was it Um I don't know if it's the end. It was interesting. Emma Byrne has always called for Katie to play higher up and uh, she was eating her words on Koi Gig last night because the issue is we just don't have the service to get the ball to players like Katie when she is playing there. So, so she's got to play left back, a left wing back, and we've got to run the game through her. And th- maybe that's one of the conclusions that you draw from um, matches like this. 
Yeah, well, also another thing that the girl suggested last night was having like a midfield four and like actually having developing that as a stronger positional thing. Like a lot of the positioning yesterday was a little bit strange. You know, I don't really think Megan Connolly should be playing in the back line. I think she's far better in midfield and gives us a lot more options there. Now, when Nifahi comes back, that may change around a little bit. Um, but yeah, Katie up front yesterday, it just didn't work unless you're going to put her like full on striking position and give her a free reign to run as much as she wants. I don't see that position working for her all that much in the future. It's a tricky one in fairness because, you know, she's also brilliant crossing ability and a wizard of a left foot if you're going to be putting the ball in the box. But if the, if the game is bypassing you in midfield, then she starts getting frustrated as well. So, um, yeah, I, and that, I think that's the point of these games, though. Yeah, yeah. And maybe maybe as well, you're, you're kind of cutting your cloth in terms of who you're playing against, maybe in, in different games she might use her differently. But um, that is a that's a massive challenge because she's going to be under so much scrutiny here in the sense of you're not getting the best out of Katie McCabe. Mm. Well, it's just like it was interesting yesterday because China were a lot more physical than I expected them to be and we handled it quite well. Like I expected players to get a bit more of a hot head on them um, and they were very, very technical. And again, we stood up to it mostly. It was mm. just like they had a couple of breaks. It's just the we couldn't create chances of our own. I think like Louise Quinn had one header off the bar um, from a McCabe corner and that, in the first half. And then in the second half, there was the disallow goal. Yeah. And that was kind of it. The ball yeah. didn't go through near the net at all, apart from that. Um, so, yeah, it is an issue. And as we always say, like it's fine having low scoring games and it be nil all or one nil. But also we still need to get that one goal. And that has been the thing that sunk us in That's the past. That's why these games are useful as well in the sense of you watch the video back and you're like, why are we not creating anything here? And you work on it. Yeah. and uh, But we're not a particularly creative team. Like we're, we're our best case scenario is two nil all draws and a one nil win in the World Cup. Right, like we, we, I think it's important that we temper expectations that this is going to be some kind of chrysalis-like emergence of a butterfly team that is the Harlem Globetrotters equivalent of. It's not going to happen. Like we got here by fighting and clawing our way through the group, and that's what we should expect. And like, that's the stage of evolution where the team is at at the moment. Yeah, and I think like looking ahead, we have Nations League at the end of the year. The Euros are coming up as well. Like there are plenty of places for us to go from this. I think it's just important that the whole experience is taken for what it is. It's amazing to get there, but also we do have the potential to put it up to these. I'm not saying we're going to win, but I say we do have the potential to perform. And I think that's the thing that would concern me is that we'll get overawed by it and not put on a performance. Um, but it's still it's still ages away. And like the US games, um which haven't officially been announced, but they are pretty much happening. Uh, those will be great because those, I think the two stadiums are like 20, 30,000 that they're playing in and US fans turn up for those games. Like that's going to be one of the last few times they'll get the chance to see them before they go to Australia. So they'll probably be packed out. And that even that is great preparation for us then heading into the the 80,000 cauldron that will be that first opening game, which actually, uh, for any fans still looking for tickets, another batch of tickets are going on sale at one o'clock Irish time tonight, if anyone's looking. You'll be long in awesome. by then. <laughs> uh, I will be in bed back, about five minutes up. after this chat. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, so all in all, slightly disappointing performance, plenty of uh, information and data points that Vera Pau certainly will be able to take as... Um, something from this and we're kind of we know a bit more about now the squad depth but that's about it in terms of learnings from this yeah I think 
and probably the main learning I got was individuals. So uh, Aoife Mannion was really, really good and was talking to her afterwards. And, she, you know, she knew she was good as well. Um, and then also Marissa Shiva, don't think she got enough time. And we go on to this a bit more on Koi Gig, but don't think she got enough time on the pitch. But she had some really interesting plays with the ball. So I think I'd like to see a bit more of her and see how she fits into the squad. Mannion's on the plane. Is that what we're assuming? Pretty much, I think. Right. She may even have played her way into the starting 11 if she keeps it up. Um, she was, from get-go, so impressive. And she was behind Courtney Brosnan. She was the loudest person on the pitch because there was only about 50 people in the stadium. I think journalists probably outnumbered fans and parents. But um, you could hear everything they were saying. And she was impressive. Like, her vision, very, very good. Her confidence on the ball, very good. Like, she could a Chinese player could have her backed into the corner and she would have the confidence to hold the ball herself and actually play it out of defence rather than just doing our normal thing, which was to whack it away. All right. Good stuff, Kathleen. Uh, uh, enjoy the sleep and thanks very much for joining us. <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, more Kathleen McAmee goodness on, of course, the Koi Gig pod, which uh, is um, available in the OTB football feed. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.